0: This is the Langpreneur podcast where each week we interview experts in the language learning industry who will show you how to turn your passion for languages into a profitable online business so that you can create an independent career doing something you love. I'm your host, Jan van der A. Hey everybody, my name is Jan and today I'm talking to Chris Broholm. Chris works as a full-time affiliate manager for a language company, and in the evenings he works on his blog and podcast called Actual Fluency, where he interviews well-known language learners and polyglots. He monetizes his website mainly with affiliate marketing. And as an affiliate marketer, who is also an affiliate partner himself, he really sees the two sides of the affiliate marketing game. So today we're going to talk about how affiliate marketing works best for those who are looking for affiliate partners to promote their own products and for those who want to affiliate for other companies. So if you guys are ready, then let's get started. Here's my interview with Chris. Hey Chris, welcome to the Linepreneur Podcast.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me, Jan.
0: <laughs> Can you talk a little bit about Actual Fluency? What is it exactly what you do at Actual Fluency? You have a podcast, you also have a blog. Um, yeah, tell us a little bit about what you do.
1: Well, absolutely. So I started Actual Fluency in 2013, I think, just at the end of 13. And initially, I wanted to do a kind of blog and website and podcast about language learning. I wanted to show the world how... I was going to be the next amazing polyglot to travel the world and learn 20 languages in a year and, you know, all these kind of (laughs) dreamy things. Uh, But as it turned out, I actually realized within uh, quite a few episodes later, I realized that I'm not so much interested in learning the languages myself. I mean, I'm still interested in that to a much less degree, but I was more passionate about sharing the language learners, the amazing success stories that the community had and all these positive events. like um, I if, Up until now, I've interviewed about 130, 40 people who have learned an average of maybe 5 to 10 languages. Uh, so that's nothing. I, I couldn't do that myself, but I could definitely feature these uh, amazing language learners to show what was possible and hopefully inspire a few people to, to do that. So the podcast is the main thing. The blog has a few articles on it. It's, it's very low uh, uh, priority so far, but it's something that I'm revisiting. Uh, we can get into that if you want. But the podcast has been kind of the main thing that's been going on for, for the, the full five year period of up until now.
0: Yeah. Cool. and do you know that it was possible to turn this this thing this podcast this blog into a business when you started
1: yeah i actually the i had a few previous projects that cuz i was into making money online and kind of learning about uh, building online income cuz i was i was uh, i found out about that very early completely by random accident i was i, I can't remember if i was reading the 4 hour work week by tim ferriss And then I was kind of seeking out that online or or if I actually sought it out online and then read the book. But either way, I had this idea in my mind that, oh, you can make money online and there's many ways to do it. And initially, I tried doing it with uh, some really silly things like I would create these websites. You know, Back then, you could rank on Google with any little terrible website if you just had a domain name that had the exact thing people were searching for. So yeah, so I remember the funniest example of this, and none of this worked for me. By the way, I never really got any of this to work. Uh, I think I made like ten bucks on it in two or three years. But I remember the the website that really kind of made me realize how stupid this was was I bought the domain um, kitchen kitchen side cabinets or something. And I wanted to, like, you know, show all the cabinets you could buy on Amazon, and I would get a little commission from it. Today, in this interview, we're going to talk about affiliate marketing.
0: Now, could you explain what affiliate marketing is, just for the people, for the listeners who haven't heard about affiliate marketing yet or don't know what it is?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, what I just mentioned about Amazon is is, is affiliate marketing. So, you put a link up to Amazon, uh, let's say, a kitchen cabinet. And if somebody clicks your link, you get a small commission, like a referral commission. That's why it's also sometimes called referral marketing. And to use uh, like a, a more relevant example, let's say in the language learning world, if you are promoting certain companies or language courses, you can get a commission and it can be anywhere from 5% up to sometimes 75%. And uh, so all you have to do is basically make someone, if somebody's looking to buy it and they buy it through your link, you get a, a commission. So it's sort of to reward people for s- referring the sale and, and sending new customers over to the company.
0: Yeah. Can, can you tell us a little bit about how that how you do that act? actual fluency so for example people listen to your podcast or maybe they read your blog post and then how exactly do you send them to that affiliate link how exactly do you send uh, s- sell those courses
1: sure so there are a lot of ways you can do this and uh, we can get into some more advanced strategies uh, a little bit later in, in the interview but for me what worked the best was always to uh, obviously SEOs so or search engine op- optimization writing blog posts that people would want to read. And once they got to the website, I could then uh, get them on the email list. So if you got a blog post of, I don't know, why learn Danish, that's one of the posts that I have that it's been doing okay uh, for me. And there would be like a pop-up saying, "Here's here's a free copy of my book that I've written. And all you have to do is type in your email address, I'll send it to you. And then people are on my email list and I can send them a lot of valuable emails with tips and tricks. And then occasionally I would promote some kind of product that I really believed in. And that's like the basic way of doing it. Uh, And that's the way I've always done it on uh, actual fluency. I've tried to do it over the podcast as well. It doesn't work quite as well because let's say I'm promoting, I don't know, Germancourse.com. If I say on the podcast, okay, guys, uh, if you want to check out this German course, just go to actualfluency.com forward slash Germancourse. People, a lot of people would just say, well, why don't I just type in germancourse.com if that's the company, you know, why do I need to type in your URL? So I find that film marketing over the podcast is not it's not great.
0: I guess it works well for, for blog posts, right? When people are sitting behind their laptops who are scrolling through the internet and they're, they're reading that blog post, and then on the bottom of that blog post there's a button which says, click here to check out this Danish course. I mean, it's exactly. a very easy yeah. transition to make. But if people are sitting in their cars or driving that just want to hear
1: your voice, basically. Absolutely, yeah. That's why for for podcasts, I really recommend sponsorships instead. And they can come with affiliate partnerships as well. So, um, for instance, italki has been sponsoring the actual Fluency podcast for a while. And if you went to one of the URLs that I mentioned in the show or on the website, I would also get a like a 10 dollar commission which is completely the same commission everyone else gets like everyone could go sign up on, on italkian and become an affiliate but I was like double dipping because they were paying to be the episode but also if somebody did sign up I would also get a kickback there so you can combine it like that but for podcast I think it's better to do sponsorships and just be exclusive and if somebody's paying you uh, quite good money for, to be in an, in an episode well you don't need the affiliate link do you so you can just say go to GermanCourse.com. that's fine because they've already paid for that luxury so you don't need to to take the extra but some companies do provide it and I think it's a nice it's a nice gesture
0: yeah so now an easy question for you for someone who's not uh, familiar with affiliate marketing but how can those companies actually um, know that you made the sale for them
1: yeah so it will be via tracking links so let's say for the German course example I will have a link that has a cookie in it so it could be uh germancourse.com question mark affiliate uh, actual fluency whatever so it's like you see it in the url that i affiliated it, and that saves a little cookie on people's computer so if they do decide to buy it within a set period of time after you still get the commission some are stricter than others like there are companies that do uh, a thousand day cookies there are companies that do like a 30-day cookie 10-day cookie uh, the industry standard i would say is it's usually a lifetime or at least a year but of course people can clear their you know in, in your browser when you clear your browser history and cache then that cookie is also wiped so so it it's usually doesn't last quite a year but that's uh, that's how it works you know you get tagged that way just use a special link
0: Mm-hmm. so could you give us a few examples of um, courses or products that you at actual fluency affiliate for
1: sure and uh, this first one I just have to give a quick disclaimer I do actually work with this company as a, as like the uh, I do manage the affiliates internally so uh, I will teach your language uh, our, our mutual friend Ali uh, I have been promoting his courses a lot because not only do I think the quality is great but I also think that They're also very good for the affiliate because you get a a big commission. So the commission rate is 50% and the courses are $300. So you get $150 per sale. And you can do the math on that, you know, if you can sell 20 of those a month, you've got almost a full-time income there, you know, that's $3,000.
0: And on top of that, that some of those buyers also buy the upsell, right? So some affiliates, yeah, can you tell a bit about how that works?
1: Yeah, so if you're a good marketer or you provide a product that's a German language course, then you usually have something on top of the original offer. So I could have a German course and then you buy it and then I could offer you, do you want to be part of the German study club? And that could be like $50 a month or it could be a fixed fee or it could be like a, a grammar course or there could be some additional sales to be made. And this is where is really good at as well. So you don't just sell the the course you also sell the uh, additional upsells Uh, so that's a a really good uh, way to do it but in general i would say uh, that loads of companies in in the language world that have affiliate programs some of them very uh, generous i'll teach you language is a nice one I, i really like that but it's more about i think getting the one you are excited about and like the quality has to be good you know there's so many very questionable things where i'm just I can't even write a blog post about it because I would not want people to even consider it. It's just low quality. It's overpriced. And sometimes it's even a scam. Like I had someone who contacted me and said, hey, can you uh, write a review about my language courses? And I said, yeah, sure. What are they? And he had basically taken the public domain Foreign Service Institute books, You know those uh, ancient books that are uploaded.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, I know. I mean.
1: And he had basically just wrapped them in some modern online course my really, all
0: the content he pirated everything
1: <laughs> well they they're in they're in like public domain or whatever so it's not okay. illegal but it's like why why should people pay $100 for that when they can just go and download the files themselves so so you have to be really careful and i think the price doesn't really matter that much either you can uh, you know we talked about pretty expensive courses here $300 for a complete beginner course but there's also some merit to promoting relatively cheap uh, courses like uh, some people like the innovative podcasts, like uh, Spanish Pod One Yeah, and they
0: Spanish have, Pod One and One, German Pod One One, French Pod One One. These are very popular. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and a monthly a monthly membership to that might only be like a ten dollars a month. So where you only get a couple of dollars as an affiliate, but you can get a lot more people on that because the price is so low. So it kind of balances out. And I think the the most important thing is getting products that you really believe in. And that you think are worth it, because if you if they're not, then it's going to be really difficult to sell. That's I think that's the the main problem that some people have is they they, they might try to sell everything. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, or well, it might be easy to sell, but then once people actually buy it and they find out that the product is a scam or that it's not as good as you said it was going to be, then they lose all the trust in you and they're never going to buy from your affiliate links anymore, right?
1: Yeah, that's the, that's the other thing. And that's why I like email because I, when people join my email list, there's a lot of emails in there to tell them about me. Like, who am I? Where am I from? How did I get to this point? And I share some of my top tips that I've learned from interviewing all these people. And only after that introduction will I promote anything because I want people to, to know a little bit more about me, build some trust, and to see that I'm not just promoting anything and everything, you know, just for the commissions. It's it's mm-hmm. a very thought out promotion, and um, that email list obviously continues. So for me, every week I try to send out a newsletter with a new podcast episode and just a, a few thoughts, maybe a few comments about where where I am, what I'm doing, just to again make it personal and and connect with the audience in a way where when I do recommend something, they they know, okay, this is not a scam. You know, I I know it's a a good It's Verified
0: by Chris Broholm, the man himself.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's been endorsed by me, yeah. You can can say that. But it's not easy. There's a lot of temptation. So uh, if you have a blog of any kind of quality and size, you'll probably get emails about people who want to put links on your blog. And basically they're trying to increase the – Google value of their own site. So they want to link to their site from yours. And they might offer you pretty good money for it, but you, do you really want like casino articles on your language blog or you know art, articles that are stolen from somewhere? And, so it's very tempting to say, oh, they're going to pay me $200 to put this uh, article on my site. But if the article is crap and it doesn't provide any value to your readers, you're actually just damaging your entire brand.
0: Yeah, because it can be very... Can be very challenging sometimes to not take the bribe to actually be, be tempted absolutely. by the money and and just follow the money basically but that that will be a very short-term approach
1: absolutely i've said no to a lot of people who have asked to provide links and actually that's why if you want to post on actual fluency there's a guest posting fee which is currently about 200 and it's not necessarily just because of the value because there's massive value of course but it's also to weed out all these seo companies all these uh, low quality uh people and even then i still reject articles now and again and it's just you have to be careful with that don't ever follow the money uh, that's a that's a good lesson that i've learned that if you build value and, and and you service your audience then the money will be obvious and it will come later but if you focus on the money first then you're probably not even going to get anywhere <laughs>
0: Can you name a few more affiliate programs or courses that offer affiliate programs within the language learning niche? So you just mentioned I will teach you a language, uh, Innovative Languages with the uh, Port One Hundred Ones. Um, can you give a few more examples for people who are looking for to to affiliate for someone else?
1: Yeah, absolutely, and uh, I'll probably write an article about this at some point just to give people a, a resource there. But uh, like I said, the Interactive podcasts are good because they're recurring, so you get the monthly payments. And um, you can do Language Boost. to have an affiliate program as well. I've heard, I've heard uh, about that. I've yeah. heard about that brand. <laughs> Language Boost is good. Uh, basically, what I, I mean, it's not that I don't want to list a, all. I have a few partners as well, and they're not secret in any way. And you can go on actual fluency in in, in the resource section and and see all the the people that I recommend. But it's better if you do if you take what you're interested in to begin with and then find out if they have an affiliate program. So if you're using a flashcard software or you're using a if you enjoyed a Spanish course or then start with that. And if you need inspiration, you know, actualfluency.com for slash resources has some of the my favorites, but they might be totally different to you. And I think affiliate marketing and language learning is very strong if you do it contextually. So instead of saying who can I affiliate for? You say, okay, I'm on a Spanish language challenge and I'm using, well, let's just say uh, Spanish Uncovered, which is the name of the I would teach your language course. Why don't you record some YouTube videos and some podcast episodes and write some blog posts about your experience using Spanish Uncovered to learn Spanish with and then include the affiliate link? That is so much more powerful than trying to rank for something like, spanish uncovered review or this is like the old school way of doing it you would try and rank for all these search terms which still works to a degree but if you're just starting out then it's going to be difficult so i think there's a huge gap in the market for people who especially in the language learning world who are using products or who are on some kind of challenge or producing let's say youtube videos and they use a specific resource so you can make a video series called seven days of learning spanish with Babel. that's a pretty popular app i don't like it particularly myself so i don't like to promote it but if some people do like it they could do seven days of learning with uh, Babel. and people will watch those videos because it shows a progression so there's a you started not knowing a lot of spanish and now after you use this app for a week you suddenly speak some spanish people are going to click that affiliate link in the description box on youtube Definitely. So that's what I would recommend if you're sitting out there and you want to get into affiliate marketing is pick a, a product that you really like or a series of products and then record content based on that. Uh, because if you just do a video called Buy Buy This Product, nobody's going to ever buy it, you know. But if you record a video saying, like, how I learned Spanish, and obviously the longer time you have, the better the video is going to be. So if you, if you use Spanish Uncovered for six months and you actually, at the end of it, have used it to the point where you can speak spanish that would do so well on youtube if you edit that down to like a 10 minute 10 15 minute video and you just put the uh, description in the description box you just put the link to it and people are going to be like wow this looks amazing i'm going to i want to try it as well that's how i really would recommend it
0: Okay, well, thanks for the tip. Let's talk a little bit more about the benefits of affiliate marketing because you know we have many listeners who might have an audience, but they do not necessarily have their own courses yet and many people use it as an as an excuse. they say no, I don't have any revenue because I first need to create my own course, but as you just heard from Chris, um, if you have an audience that trusts you, then why not? do a review of a product that you like, include an affiliate link, and that way you can also generate revenue. And um, there was something else I was gonna say here. Yeah, it's actually also, affiliate marketing is also a very good way to find out what works, what your audience wants, right? You might affiliate for like three or maybe five different products, but if your audience is only buying one particular product, then that might actually give you a very good direction of um, what your future course is going to look like. It's a very good way to find out what your audience wants, basically. Chris, can you add anything to that? Is there? Do you know any other benefits
1: of affiliate marketing? It's quick. It's quicker. Yeah. It's uh, e- what's it, what's the saying? Um, make money uh, quick or something? Uh, uh, make money quick scheme. <laughs> get rich quick. <laughs> oh yeah, get rich quick. See that? That's it. No, I mean. Uh, actually i would say it's, it's some of the slowest ways to make money because you need to build the audience first it doesn't matter like the affiliate marketing is almost pointless if you don't have a, an audience but if you do have a following on let's say your blog your youtube channel or uh, social media like instagram then monetizing with affiliate marketing makes a lot of sense because you're giving them something they are interested in you know you're not selling them some completely random stuff it's not like you're selling I don't know, gym equipment to language learners. It's like, yeah, some might use it, but I mean, we came for the languages, you know, so produce the courses. And and the way I saw it was for these courses, let's say for Ollie Richards courses, for instance, I could build a German course or a Spanish course or an Italian course. I'm not a language teacher per se, so it would be quite difficult for me, but I could, in theory, make my own course and sell it and get all of the money because you own the product. But what I what I was realizing was, you know what? I can't do it better than Oli has done it. And if I tried, it would take me like years. So there's absolutely, yeah, absolutely. So if somebody's already made a great course that I can't really add anything to and then I can't make a competing product, it's much easier just to promote it and get 50% commission for literally none, no work at all. <laughs> so that's great. But if you are, let's say you're, you are a German teacher who has a, a blog called uh, Learn German with... I don't know, Peter or something, then obviously getting into your own courses or own products will be make sense over time. But if you haven't gotten to that stage yet, you just have a big audience who are kind of hungry for solutions, then affiliate marketing can definitely fill in the gap. Um, but that's only if you have a specific audience. If you have a general audience, then I would probably not make my own language courses. I would probably be more inclined to to affiliate
0: yeah because it's not just creating the course right but you also need to make sure that you have a good sales copy for example that you have a sales page you have a checkout page that you have customer service it's not easy and it definitely takes time to create your own product so then affiliate marketing could be a good alternative at yeah, least absolutely. in the short term and if you are making a lot of sales you know you can always ask your audience what if I created this course would you be interested and then test the idea of creating your own course if it's validated you could go for it but. As Chris said,
1: yeah, yeah you marketing. could do it another way. Like, uh, for instance, uh, I had some ideas of producing some Danish content in the future, and and I think instead of producing like a great big course that people could go in and buy one time, I would probably have some kind of membership. So if you're again, if you're a, I don't know a French teacher, you could start out with a membership, and you could affiliate the big courses. So the pr- your product would actually be the membership area where people can. Let's say people could buy access for the beginning. If there's not much content, you know it could be like ten dollars a month or something, or you could sell a years worth for seventy-five dollars or whatever number you come up with. It doesn't matter, but you don't have to. You don't have to make your own mega French course as the first part. You can also write a book. You can write flashcards, uh, journals. You know, posters. There's so many product ideas that come up. But affiliate marketing is just a great supplement and again you the question you should really ask yourself to, no matter what industry you're in is could I make something better than this? Because you also have to respect your, your audience and say if I make a course that's worse than this I'm doing you a disservice by recommending my own course. I know most people listening are probably going to be like oh of course my course is going to be much better but Actually, if you look at some of these products, let's say uh, Pod 101, I think for French, they have about 1,000 lessons. So it's going to be a hard sell to say, hey, join my French course <laughs> instead. Uh, so that's why I feel like marketing is good. But I think over time, you definitely, if you have a language-specific website or, or presence – you definitely wanna to build towards having your own stuff, especially if you can make it better. I,
0: I also think that if, if people follow you, that also means that they like you or the method that you are using. So that's kind of a unique selling Absolutely. point, right? So I think we also have to, to say that in the industry we often see say that the conversion rate the conversion rate, so the number of people that goes to your website and actually buys your product is higher if you sell your own product than when you do some when you do when you sell someone else's product. So there are definitely um, both pros and cons absolutely Um, yeah chris one last question about um about affiliate marketing from the perspective of an affiliate partner Um, do you know if there are some ways to give people some extra incentive to buy the course through your affiliate link and not someone else's affiliate link
1: right Uh, so for most of the time you are in control of the links so people won't have any way of, of clicking just without your affiliate link. So if they're reading your blog post, then you obviously make sure all your links are, are tagged correctly. If people are listening to you on the podcast uh, or other places where you can't give a direct link, then some companies offer uh, specific coupon codes that track the sale as well. So you can you can ask for that. You can ask for a specific landing page. So uh, for instance, if you go to baseline there's an actual Fluency landing page, so that's a that's a good company as well. But um, you can also the last thing you can do is you can offer bonuses as well, which is something that's very popular in the industry. But it's a bit sketchy, and especially if you're starting out, it can be tough to actually come up with <laughs> with a bonus that's worth yeah that's worth it. Like for instance, for actual Fluency, all my podcast episodes are free, so I can't really offer any other. I could write a PDF like a top 50 guide to learn languages or I can I could come up with something you know some exclusive videos or something but I think more often than not <clears throat> they're just going to be you know bad bonuses so if you have a course if you've already made a course in French or something and you want to throw it in as a bonus to to new buyers who buy a bigger course you can definitely do that that is a, a valid strategy I see that a lot of the make money online industry where people throw in a lot of bonuses but It's not necessary usually because you can control the links and you can have like short links. Like I said, actualfluency.com forward slash baseline, for instance. That's that's my affiliate link to baseline. And that's not that long to say either. Yeah.
0: Cool. Let me just give one more example of. of what we are doing, for example, at a language boost. We also, like we have our own courses, but these are mainly beginner courses, right? So we don't have any courses for uh, intermediates. So what we do, we actually, we also affiliate for our teacher language and we sell like the conversation courses. And then we say that if you buy all these courses by using our affiliate link, we give you vocab boost of French with this, which is our, um, which are our cheapest courses, you get them for free so this way people have more yeah. incentive to buy and yeah more incentive to use your link so just an example another example of a strategy
1: that it, you can it's use it's possible if you have if you have a if you have a product already yeah. um you but um i think also the a great point you can get to is when people ask you for your affiliate link that's a that's a really good point to be if you serve your audience and if you provide value first and foremost then uh, it has happened to me before that people have asked me, you know, I want to buy this. Do you have an affiliate link for yeah, it? Yeah, I've actually and asked you that in the past. <laughs> yeah, actually, I was just I was just gonna say, you know, because I helped you with some software, you were like if I if I use this if you use your link as a thank you for helping me out. You know, that's and I think that's the purest thing form of affiliate marketing is basically saying, you know, I'll reward you for helping me out. Like that's the best ever.
0: And I'm not paying anything more, right? Right. I'm paying the same price if I, if I bought it from the company directly. So I rather, (laughs) I rather want that money to go to your bank account instead of going to that big corporation. So,
1: absolutely, yeah, you were going to buy it anyway, and that's the. I think that's also the big kind of uh, thing with the, the marketing is it doesn't cost anything extra for the buyer. You know, you're not taking, you're not adding to the to the amount, you're not getting any worse of a product. It's exactly the same product as the person would have bought if you hadn't done it.
0: Thank you, Chris, for the tips um, for those who want to do, who want to become an affiliate partner for another company or language course. Now, let's talk a little bit on the other side of the game of affiliate marketing because you also work as an affiliate manager, Um so, explain us what that is exactly. What what is what you do as an affiliate manager?
1: Right. So, it's funny to be part of both sides of the argument for sure. <laughs> but uh, the affiliate manager is basically the customer support for the affiliates. So, if there's any problem, if anyone wants to be an affiliate of, so we're talking about I will teach you a language, uh, Ollie Richards uh, Language Company. Uh, that's where I work and if anyone wants to sell basically our courses, they would send an application to me and I would check it out and I would see, okay, is this person a, a trustworthy person? Is, does the person have a website? Uh, some kind of identity where we can basically see what they're up to. If you send me a, a, an application and your website is called something like um, Brian's <laughs> I'm not scared what I call it, yeah, or uh, Brian's fishing tips you know it's like we're probably not going to approve you and and you know we approve quite widely. It's not like you need a big audience, but we basically want to just quickly make sure that th- that the brand, because it it's a basically an extension of our brand as well. So if some shady stuff is going on, it it'll fall back on us eventually. So we have a a, a slight application process, so that's what I deal with. and then, After you're approved, I also do all the customer service. So if you need your affiliate links, if you have questions about payouts, if there's any help you need in terms of setting up your promotion, graphical uh, images or copywriting, if you want some emails, samples, you can use to promote it. Uh, And then if we have a big launch, like we recently launched a Japanese course, then I will send a lot of emails to affiliates with the information about the course and the uh, like free access and I'll send out, e- again, email templates you can use um, just to make life easier for the affiliates. But essentially it's like a, a, a contact person within the company uh, for all questions related to affiliating. And uh, I'm taking a lot of battles because obviously I'm an affiliate myself, so I know I know exactly what affiliates want. And I'm taking that to Ollie and the team and basically, <laughs> basically trying to get the best conditions for the affiliates as I can. Um, but it is fun to be both sides of the, uh, of the fence. And and it, it made sense that I've been doing it for so long, affiliate marketing, that I would work with it as well. And um, it's a great marketing tool. So if you're listening out there and you have a, a language company or, or any kind of company, really, and you sell a product, consider affiliate marketing. Add that to your repertoire because it can really add a lot of sales and a lot of interest in your course that was kind of limited before.
0: Exactly, so what could those listeners who have a language company, who sell language courses, what can they do in order to attract affiliate partners? Is it a matter of sending out a lot of emails to everyone and asking if they want to affiliate? Is it about going to conferences? Is it about um, having people on your podcast? Can you uh, name a few of the strategies that you have been using um, to help how will digital language, get more affiliate partners. Is that something that you actively work on? Or?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, we definitely have done pretty much every uh, all those things that you just said. I find that networking is extremely important. So meeting as many as I can in person. I, I like to go to all the conferences and uh, all, the, all the kind of events that I can make it to. Um, it also helps that I have the podcast where I talk to people and... Uh, make new contacts that way who have usually audiences and websites. Uh, so that's important. And it's a big part of it. But I would say this is where it really becomes a sales job. And um, you're really selling something. And that that is a tricky thing to do. Even and it sounds silly because you're really not it doesn't cost anything. And the only thing you're selling is basically the opportunity for people to make money. But <laughs> so it should be easy. But actually it turns out that it's a lot more like selling a product. It's more a lot like cold calling basically because you have to, you have to convince people that you're legit. You have to, you have to basically educate them about your products in a way that they know enough that they might be interested, but also you don't overwhelm them with details. And even then I found that it's a very long game. So for instance, I might get a contact who's really excited. It's like, oh, these are the great, greatest language courses ever. I have a big YouTube audience. I really want to promote them. And I set up everything for that person. Like They set up, they got their links. All they have to do is literally copy paste and just record a video or do whatever they want to do with that. And they just, I just don't hear from them, from them again or they just don't do it. So it's a numbers game. It's a lot like selling, like cold calling, you know, those sales movies uh, where you just, it's about the numbers game. Um, I think being part of the language community really helps you to know who would be interesting to work with so big bloggers big youtubers big uh, podcasters all that kind of stuff would be great to reach out to um I find that doing it in person helps infinitely makes it a lot easier and uh, but yeah that's the I mean that's the, the hard part of the job really it's easy to send links and emails and and push people to promote but Getting them in the door in the first place could be quite tricky,
0: and also keep them motivated. I guess because that's that's actually what, what you're doing. I don't know if you're aware of that, but like we have recently done this Black Friday uh, this Black Friday deals. We have uh, we affiliated for I will teach you language, and well, you were our <laughs> contact person. Yeah, yeah. And, like every day, hey Jan, you're sold for this much. Hey, are you? Yeah. Yeah. Are you yeah, for this week? Is this something that you that you like doing all day long with all the affiliate partners? Because I think it, it really helps.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So for like, we can talk about Black Friday a little bit because it's the biggest day of the year. Um, I don't know when <laughs> when this episode goes out, but these uh, tips can be useful for any big launch. So if you have a new German course out and you want to have affiliates for it, you can use these tips as well. But for just to use uh Black Friday as a reference, what I would do is, and I think I started about two months before actually, two months two months before Black Friday, I sent out the first email saying. These are the details of the sale. This is what we're going to do because of the way we set it up. We expect a lot of uh, sales because we've reduced the product like 67%. And um, so we expect a lot of sales and we really want you to be part of it. So we're inviting all the affiliates to be part of this great opportunity, which is genuinely a great opportunity. Like guess we don't, that's not uh, overstating it because you, if there's a big sale on people are so eager to buy. So if you're on board as an affiliate, that can be your biggest, uh, and I'm just talking as actual fluency, I made, as an affiliate, just ignoring I would teach your language, I made more in this one week of Black Friday and Cyber Monday than probably half the year. <laughs> you know, So it's like, that's important. And as an affiliate manager, obviously you need to realize that those uh, take a lot of extra effort. So I sent out the email two months before, and I, I get people to commit. So I say to people, if you want to be uh, if you want to be in this uh, uh, sale, please respond so I can send you the details. Uh, of course, what I ended up doing was I sent the information to everyone anyway. But the the response helps to uh, commit people a little bit better. Um, a little unethical, maybe, but um, people, sometimes people need a little push, you know. So um, two months before, two months before we do that, and then a month before, it's just here's a final confirmation of the schedule. Thank you for confirming, blah, blah, blah. And then a week before, it's like, okay, now we're starting in a week. Here's your links, your personal links. You can use these to insert it into any website, any whatever you want to do. You know how some affiliate programs, they're like, yeah, just log on to the ad- affiliate dashboard and find your link and copy it into any page. No, no, no. I send everyone their own links. So they just copy and paste it. Um, and and it's so easy to promote. Like you can literally just take it from that email, put it on Twitter or Facebook, whatever, and you're promoting it. And then the day before it's like, Are you ready? Anything I can help you with? We're getting started. And then the day of course we are live, now we're going. And then a few key points during the promotion. I don't want to email like every day necessarily. But what I would typically do is, you know, every time there's a, a reason to email. So the first email was the promotion started. And then the next email was, the week of Black Friday started. Then there was an email about, today it's actually Black Friday, so really promote now. you know, And then it's Cyber Monday, and oh, the promotion is ending. So all these like key dates of the promotion. And, and like I said, you can use this for any kind of launch where you have a fixed date.
0: So what uh, would you say, as an, as an affiliate or as like a language company, as a course creator, if you want to go out there and look for affiliate partners, you really need to make it... Um, as easy as possible for your affiliate partners that's that's basically yeah, what yeah. your job is you motivate them, make it as easy as possible
1: and yeah uh, I think you can have success as you can have a successful affiliate program without doing all this that I'm talking about here. My theory is that because of this, the results are much much better than if I hadn't done it, and obviously it's hard to tell um it, it's hard to say what would have happened if I did nothing, if I just sent the links and then let, let it slide. But I think it helps motivation and I really want to keep on top of it. And like you said, when I sent you the amount of money, that's what I did for, for everyone. I, I did that on uh, basically the the 24 hour mark because the a lot of sales when you do a promotion comes in at the last day where people can buy. So I wanted to send an early email to the affiliates on last day and say, Hey, uh, just so you know, there's the 24 hours left. Just uh, This is a really good time to promote. I put a few email examples in the swipe document. You can use those. That's fine. And by the way, you've made this so far, so it's really great. And uh, we're really happy that you decided to help us uh, promote. And that's also important. Like, you have to be grateful for your affiliates. So that's why I, I always put, like, thank you for your support and all, all, always um, basically praise people for their support. I always say, oh, really good job. That's amazing. Uh, and some people do ridiculously well. Like some people might sell uh, uh, the same amount of courses, but have one tenth the size of the audience. Just yeah, because they they commit. You know, they they put it everywhere and they they support that product one hundred percent. Whereas a big company or a big affiliate might just you know casually mention it or something like that. So audience size doesn't I mean it's an, it's a big factor, but you can have great results with uh, with if you focus. On one thing. Any
0: any final tips, Chris? For well, let's end this interview with two tips. One final tip for affiliate partners, and then a tip for affiliate managers or people who have a business and are, who are looking for affiliate partners.
1: Yeah, I think the, the biggest tip, if you don't have an affiliate program, is definitely get it. And uh, I would say ask. You can ask me if you want. But ask people in the industry how to put up the affiliate program. Because I see a lot of programs that are very uninspiring for people. Like, And uh, I, I'm, I'm, fr- I'm I'm great friends with the company that makes the Michelle Thomas language courses. Uh, and I actually like the courses as well. But I got an email from them once saying, you can be a partner of our program now and you get 1% commission. And it's like, you know, not to disrespect that. I, I thank you for the invitation, of course. But um I basically had to explain that that the industry average is more like 30 to 50%. <laughs> so, if you're even if even if you love Michelle Thomas' courses the most uh, if you can get let's say 50% commission by promoting Ollie Richards' courses, would you really promote Michelle Thomas' courses you know for that kind of difference? So, as a as a business, definitely get some feedback on what how to structure your program. And if you sell mainly digital courses where there's very little cost to each sale, then aim, aim closer to the uh, 50% mark. I would say it encourages affiliates to come on board. If you have any physical kind of costs or any, you know, maybe you have to hire teachers for your product, then it's totally acceptable to go way below 50% um, in, in some cases. Uh, as for the tip for the kind of the uh, the aspiring affiliate, just get started. You know, but like I said. Uh, pick something that you like yourself that's a really good way to start the other the other thing is you want to not overwhelm people so you know there are like i said hundreds of french courses out there so you're not going to sell every course and actually it doesn't help you and it doesn't help the learner if you present them with such a big list so it's much better if you say my top recommendation is this and this is why
0: well, Chris, thank you very much for the interview. If people want to learn more about you and about
1: what you do, where can they go? Well, it's uh, actualfluency.com, it's the main language learning website. And uh, I also write a little bit on my personal site, uh, chrisbrougham.com or kpb.dk is the short
0: URL. You're for also that. the organizer of the Polyglot Cruise, right? You want to tell a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, so I guess uh, as a langpreneur that falls pretty uh, pretty good into that, I wanted to host an event and I was very strongly inspired by the Nomad Cruise, which is basically uh, a group of travelers who like to come together and share travel tips and like how you can work from abroad and get visas and all these things. They're basically like a, a community. So I thought, why don't we just do a polyglot cruise, like a, a cruise for people who are interested in language learning? Um of course, learning languages better is a big part of it. But I also wanted to make the cruise about about business. So how can you take what you know in languages to uh, the next level? And I think there are a lot of language teachers out there. I'm sure that's why you've come up with the languagepreneur. There are a lot of people who are very good at languages but have not the faintest idea on how to turn it into an income or, or business. And... Um, that's basically the the two topics that I decided for the cruise. So we're going to sail around the Mediterranean for seven nights on a luxury cruise ship. And then, you know, you get off the ship, you enjoy the, all the destinations, but then in the afternoon, we'll come together for a few hours and do some presentations, do some workshops. Uh, And if you need any help to, you know, set up your website, set up your courses, or if you don't know how to do an email funnel or anything, there's a lot of time there because we're going to be living and, eating and breathing together, you know, on the, on the cruise ship. Sleeping together? Oh, I I wouldn't (laughs) discourage it if if some people were up to that, but uh, yeah, (laughs) definitely, anything can happen on the cruise ship, I suppose. I see. uh, When is it going to happen? So the first one we're doing in April, so it's going to be April 18th to 25th, and uh, you can read all about that on polygordcruise.com, and I'm hoping to do a second one. We'll see how the response is to the first one, so far, it's been quite positive, Um. But uh, no promises yet, but we might want to do one in in fall of 2020 or spring of 2021. Cool.
0: Well, Chris, again, thanks for this interview. And then, uh, well, talk to you soon.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It was fun.
0: Want to learn how you can grow your language business or maybe meet us at one of our upcoming events? Then go to our website, Langpreneur.com. Thanks for listening and see you in the next episode.